Hi, everybody. This is Webinars with Wendy. I've been doing a series of webinars during the pandemic to entertain myself, be able to chat with my friends around the world that I can't see because I can't travel, and learn something. And I always find it so much fun to have different guests because even the guests I've known for many, many years, like Dr. Joyce Harmon, I always learn something from her, and I've known her for 30 years. So I think there's something about the webinar environment where we get to ask some questions, like I get to ask them as if I don't know her, and find out really interesting answers. So I'm always uh, pleased to have guests that I know because I know there's gonna be a little surprise. Today my guest is Hansha Roll from the Netherlands. Hansha is what's called a three-hoof surefoot equine practitioner. The surefoot system has four different hoof levels. For practitioners and practitioners are people who have been trained in the use of the surefoot equine stability pads and the surefoot equine stability program so that they can assist others who are new to the system or wondering you know which pad their horse is going to like or you know have a particular case that might be a you know not just kind of your your simple calm horse on a pad and so hancha has been working with Surefoot now for several years. I'm going to let her introduce herself here because she can tell you her background better than I can. Um, but we've become really, really good friends through this process. And I was supposed to go to the Netherlands in August. And of course, we can't leave the United States. Well, Europeans don't want us to come over. And I don't blame them. Um, but uh, I, I haven't been able to go over to Europe and do any trainings. And so this is the next best thing is bringing Hansha right to your computer. So thank you, Hancha. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. What a great setup this is. Yeah, it's, I just, it's so much fun because it's almost like being there. <laughs> yeah, and it is August and we should have been together and uh, doing uh, the Dutch tour for the Surefoot and drinking gin and tonics. Gin and tonics and having a big steak, yep. <laughs> the next best thing, yeah. Yep. So Hansha, um, just give everybody a little bit of your, you have a really interesting background outside of horses as well as horses. You do. I mean, uh, we've had, we have a couple of things in common when we got to talk. So just tell people a little bit about you. Like, okay. Um, I'm um, from the Netherlands and I'm a center riding level two instructor and a surefoot level three, uh, three hoof instructor, uh, or practitioner. Um, my background, background I've been working in advertising for the, about 18 years so communication is really I love communication and surefoot and communication and horses so it's all the three major loves of my life coming together and uh, um, it's just mind-blowing of this journey that you've put me on <laughs> yes but before <laughs> i ever met you we you had a tour company in gambia right was it gambia yes well i've, I've had a, a safari company in uh, west africa for about 14 years and i somehow get accidental companies because i see something and i think oh a little bit of communication uh, would work better or you know you set it up and then before I know it it's a company and um, it's the same how it went with Mind Body Horse the company I own now in the Netherlands and uh, where I teach uh, uh, people to uh, work with horses in a, in a good way and uh, it all fits in so as I go through life communication has always been a red thread. So so Mind Body Horse tell us a little bit about what that is. Okay, um, the I'll, mind body I'll, I'm going to just put up your logo here so people can see that. So, go ahead. While I do that. Well, for me, it connects everything because um, 
to be with horses, you need to be in the right mind and body language is the most, uh, um, yeah, is their language. So if your mind is sound, your body is sound and the horse is sound and that's where, the, where it came from. So we worry a lot when we are around horses. I know horse owners, they're always worried. Are, is my horse lame? Is he getting enough nutrition? Uh, am, is the training right? So um, we sometimes get to get stuck in worrying more than we are enjoying them. And it is important to always come back to the joy that horses give us and um, to stay in that communication that because they are sentient beings and they are they communicate in a different way than we do so it's important that when you have your equine partner that you understand their language and that you can communicate and you work with riders of all disciplines right yes yes and all levels great yes so okay so where did you first you know fall in love with horses because you know we've got the communication we understand you've made other companies but where did you fall in love with horses um, I was four <laughs> when I had my first riding lesson and I'm not from an equestrian family at all. So they were baffled that suddenly this came up and it's a thing, but my dad was really good. So he brought me to horses cause I think my first word was horses. And, um, I started on from there and we, um, I come from an expat family. So we lived in England for a while and, um, my dad, uh, when I was seven, he, uh, gave me an adoption horse. <laughs> it was an old mining pony and I, he was really old. His name was Gournot and um, he lived in this uh, um, um, home for old horses and it was a really nice story because he he, there were, he was one of the last pit ponies around because um, uh, I think it was late 70s and um, he actually saved some people during a mining accident and as a thanks they would put him in this in this home for horses and uh, so we adopted him and my parents would go and have high tea at the uh, resting home for horses in Spain and I would just wander off into the field and there's hundreds of horses there and because my parents are not horse people they thought didn't think anything of it just to let their six-year-old wander off into a field with uh, <laughs> a couple of uh, uh, hundreds of horses and um, Gornos was really, really cool and he always protected me and uh, I even slept with, uh, you know, between them because I was tired at some point and it all went well and um, it, it was because I was also in another country and I was young and I didn't speak the language yet, I always found comfort with horses, they, I, I always connected with them and it's, it's been, that Gornos has taught me a lot and it's, it's been with me all my whole life. You know, it's so interesting that you say that because there's uh, I've had other guests who basically their relationship with horses during their early childhood and also for me was the thing that I think saved us from being, yeah. you know, um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. functional human beings. I think it's probably a good way to put it. And so the horses, they provide such an amazing comfort for people in a nonverbal way. And I think that's really what's so special about things like uh, equine assisted learning and therapeutic riding is that whole nonverbal communication and acknowledgement of you know each of us being a being even if we're not quite built the same yeah yeah absolutely yeah so that's really yeah. interesting because I didn't I did not know that you had uh, is it Gornot is that how you say his name Gournot. it's a Welsh name Gournos <laughs> so um so hang on I'm trying to run the screen here I'm gonna just do a little screen share here um, so uh, Last, this is last year or the year before? It says, uh, 
Oh, January. Year before. Yep. So, um, so basically what happened was I, I had gone to Holland and I'd met Hansha um, at a workshop that I was doing. And then you started kind of following me around. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then you started organizing things for me so that you could follow me around. And so yep. this, I think, was the trip. I was on my way to Portugal. And yep. so we organized a workshop on my way to Portugal because it's, you know, I, it was a stopover. And so you took me to this fabulous restaurant right on the water uh, where we had yep. a delicious meal and, of course, the gin and tonics. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go to Amsterdam without visiting Lutje. Yeah. Yep. And then this is um, uh, when I, I who are it was Equidays uh, Netherlands organized a special seminar of a special day for Equiday. Right. And um, Equiday in Netherlands is not associated with Equidays in New Zealand. So I just need to say that. Um, but this was. Uh, uh, where Hancha got to assist me, and we'll tell you the funny story about this a little later, <laughs> but there is an incredible story behind this, and this is Karen Rolfe. And actually, um, Joe Watman, uh, one of my practitioners in Australia, first heard about Surefoot through Karen Rolfe. So the circle kind of comes around, and it's really kind of interesting. Um, and then this was a photo shoot that we did at Mariah Dehoud's um, Tact Academy, uh, we filmed uh, some videos for the Dutch market, which are available to be seen on the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel. I'm sorry, the well, that too, but surefootequine.com. Um, and this is, so when did you start studying centered riding? Um, I, st uh, I had a very bad accident, very bad riding accident. Um, and so I was very scared to ride horses again and my left side, um, well, all sorts of things wrong with it. Um, so for a while, I didn't have horses in my life. And um, I think in 2010, I had an operation and I came out very badly of the, out of the hospital and I felt like a 90 year old and um, I couldn't ride. And um, so I was looking on the internet to find a way to ride to, you know, not have pain when riding. And that's when I stumbled on centered riding. So I started using that and noticed the difference. And uh, the stable I was riding at, people noticed a difference too because the horses became more calm and so people were st uh, starting, can you show me what you're doing? And one thing led to another and suddenly I was teaching. And then I thought, well, if you teach, you need to have some proper education. And uh, so that's when I started on my centered riding uh, journey. And um, uh, it's just amazing because it, it all came together and it, it it is like, you know, with one thing leads to another. It's it, with horses, your journey is never finished. And no. um, it's just one well, step. One of the kind of common threads, because as you know, I apprenticed with Sally Swift in 1992. And yeah. so, you know, like this uh, years later that you were studying centered riding. But again, you know, one of the things I just love is that there's all these commonalities in terms of understanding gravity and how our body functions in gravity, which is the basis of centered riding and, you know, and surefoot. It's also the basis of surefoot. And then of course, the, here's another commonality um, yeah. <laughs> that uh, you had the pleasure of meeting Warwick Schiller. An absolute pleasure. Yeah. And that and was fun, right? And then, well, I always get confused. Okay. You have to get me straight here. What's the difference between Holland and the Netherlands? Oh, um, well, okay. <laughs> um, Holland is part of 
the Netherlands. It's some provinces. And the Netherlands is the whole uh, kingdom. So, so Holland would be like a state in our country? Yeah. Yeah, okay. If, if, okay. So for we have several different yeah. regions. All right. Because we're short, it's the state and it's the kingdom. Because <laughs> yeah, we often confuse Holland and the Netherlands, and I flip back and forth and I try to like make sure I get it's the Netherlands because that's the country. Um, but thank you for that. And so, Warwick, obviously, because of your Western roots, you how much have you done? You've done quite a bit with Western, yeah? Yeah, I, um, well, I've I started Western riding because um, after my operation, that was the only saddle that I could have with my hips and everything. And then um, for me, it came quite naturally that that was a lovely way of riding. And I've met, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, uh, been under the guide of some very good uh, Western riders. And um, so I think for now, for about 10 years, I've been riding. And I don't compete because Western, it doesn't suit me. <laughs> right. no, I, I don't need to a nice person when I need to compete. And yeah. for me, it's more about the connection that I have with it. Well, and you met Warwick. I can't remember. It was before I did. I remember yeah. that. And then yeah. uh, it was about six months before. And then, of course, I went to Equidays with Robin Hood and we had a booth. And it turned out Warwick's booth was next to ours. Um, yeah, because I discovered that on Facebook and I sent you a, t a, a, a text message and I messaged Warwick like, you two should meet. <laughs> and so we did, which was great. And he now has surefoot pads. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's this, it's, it's so interesting to me how we, the connections that happen and the timing that sometimes things don't come together at, at one time. It's like passing ships in the night and then another time it connects. And then yeah. um, this was... When was this? I remember this picture. This was last year, because um, this is for the uh, magazine of Western World. Uh, this is the Western uh, Association in the Netherlands. They have a really good magazine. And um, they wanted an interview uh, with the Shurfoot, about the Shurfoot pads, because they saw some shur the working of the Shurfoot pads. And um, so you were in Holland, so we were lucky enough to have a, a direct interview with you. and. Um, I've I've been lucky enough to do some columns for them uh, in the last couple of editions about um, seat and posture. And so, so, that's so, you know, because of your marketing background and also your expertise in a variety of fields and your communication skills, I have to say, um, you have made some amazing inroads for Surefoot in the Netherlands. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, you know, tell us how that's evolved for you. Like, like, because every time like we talk or you WhatsApp me, you've, you've made some other connection with some other person in Holland, in the Netherlands. And, um, you know, it's really exciting to me what you've got going over there and you have help. You have other practitioners over there with you. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a whole team of us. Right. But it's really exciting to see how the interest is growing. So, you know, from the beginning, I actually went to the Netherlands uh, very early on with Surefoot. It was actually before, it was, I think, 2015 was my first time there. But I didn't know you. What year did we meet? Do you remember? Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think it was 2017, 2018. Yeah, I think somewhere. it was 2017. I think it was when I came from the, so the first Equitana in Essen, Germany. I then came to, to the Netherlands because I have been teaching there since actually 1990. Eight, 
when wow. I went to, um, in 1998, Sally Swift was asked to go to Natural Horse Days at Ermelo at the Horse Center. And she said right. she would go, but she wouldn't teach. And so she contacted me. I happened to be in Europe at the time and she contacted me and I came up and I did the teaching for three days during the Natural Horse Days. And wow. you know, that's, you know how there's these events in your life that are like, uh, significant events that go with you the rest of your life. Well, at that event, I met Jan Salis from Belgium. I met uh, um, uh, Marla from Finland. I met Tessa Roos. I met so many people. And that was the beginning of my uh, years of traveling to the Netherlands. I've actually been going there since 1998 and, um, and teaching. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I think we should offer you Dutch citizenship. That's, <laughs> yeah, you've earned it by now. <laughs> as long as I can bring flowers home, I'm okay. Tulips. Um, uh, yep. <laughs> yep. So, you know, I was back then, I was teaching centered riding and Sally was there. And then um, I finally decided that because of my Feldenkrais training, it was time for me to leave centered riding. And I continued to go. And Nelica Dane, um, whom I met at Amarillo, she's the, the Tellington Jones uh trainer over there, Nelly Cadane and Tessa Roos. And Tessa came to my Center Riding Instructors Workshop. Um, and, yeah, and I love Tessa. Tessa. She's great. She's yeah. awesome. And then we did a, a, a training with Mia Siegel in the Feldenkrais Method in Bud Holes. And so Tessa and Susie and um, Nelika all came with me with two Americans and we went through that training together. So I have a long history of, of friendship with people in the Netherlands. And it's... Uh, yeah. It's evolved and it's changed a bit, and now it's more surefoot. Um, but then, of course, there's Miraya um, the Hood, who I yep. met from when I was coming over there. Um, I'd go to Bad Tulsa, and then I'd come back to the Netherlands, and I'd teach. And Tessa was organizing a workshop, and Miraya came to that workshop. And so now I've been teaching at Talked Academy uh, at her place. I was supposed to be there this year, but of course I couldn't make it. But, yeah. you know, it's, I have these deep, long roots in the Netherlands. And so it's so exciting to me to see what you are creating there with Surefoot, especially when I can't be there. Um, and yeah. I'm really grateful to me all too. that you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, 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 to be honest, it's quite easy. Um, you know, when we started, when, when you told me first about Surefoot, I thought, oh my God, she's gone insane. How can foam pads on their horses' hooves, how can that be a thing? And, um, and then I saw the results and I was blown away and still didn't understand it. But I thought this is a thing because horses don't lie. And, you know, uh, they were doing, they were reacting, they were responding. And um, uh, it, it's... the just taking the paths, putting the horses on them, and the horses are the ambassadors. I don't really feel that I did that much because I just, I feel like the butler. Because <laughs> I show the paths to the horses and I just say, do you want firm or hard or slant? And they tell me and I put it there. And then the people who are watching, they go, oh, wow, that's amazing. I've never had anybody not be amazed about it because you, you cannot, uh, the horses respond always to it. So, and that's, um, I was lucky enough that some influential people also started seeing it. And um, uh, they asked me to uh, the um, national championship of the Western Riding Association. And we put some of the horses there on the pants and the riders were just amazed about more gait and how fluent and the stress that was taken away from the horses. So. It's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a snowball. It's, yeah. it's running and I and love you know, it. 
I, I totally agree with you because when I started doing this, I was like, you know, people are going to think I'm nuts. And they did. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been doing this for eight years now and people thought I was nuts. But you cannot deny what you see in the horses. You cannot deny the relaxation, the yawning, the licking and chewing, the head lowering, the change in movement, yeah. the confidence, and that, that it sticks. And that's, to me, still yeah. one of the fascinating things. And so I remember that you, you thought I was a little crazy at first, but of course it doesn't take long if you really no. read the horses to recognize that it really makes a difference. And so I know that we have some pictures here. Let me go find them. You, have a, you sent me some pictures of some horses. Which bio would you like me to start with? Um, let's start with people on the pads because I always put people on the pads first because as you, it's, it's not a very concise thing. You need to experience it to understand it. And because it's more about feeling and feeling in your body and um, words often don't cover the feelings. So that's why I think it's important to put people on the path first so they know and experience what their horse will be experiencing. And so they know what is nice to do when they're on the pads and what is absolutely a no-no to do on the pads to not disturb them. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> so, so this is well, what we my film to, role looks like on my phone. explain this first, okay? So yeah. Hansha, Hansha was first a one hoof, which you can do private sessions if you're a one hoof sure yeah. practitioner. And then a two hoof, you can do what's called pad parties. Now, pad parties, you have to realize, is Hansha's creation. So she was like, you know, I, I, I want to do these pad parties, like, and like Tupperware parties for anybody in America, we all understand Tupperware parties where you get a group of people together and you test out the pads and you figure out which ones your horse likes. So we have to be grateful to Hunter for creating the concept of the Surefoot pad parties, which are a raving success in the Netherlands and something that is starting to take off in other places. So that's why I want you to just understand a little of the background is that Hunter started doing these pad parties. And of course, um, you can find out more about that at Surefoot padparties.nl is it what's the facebook page uh, uh, uh surefoot pet party nl it's just look, look it up on facebook yep it's on facebook it. so if you are in the netherlands and you want to know more about a pad party just go check out that facebook page okay conscious so tell us about this picture okay so i you know in the beginning it's uh, it's a difficult idea a product to bring to people so i thought how can we bring the pads to the people so we did the pad parties and um by putting the people on the pads they experience it and they actually they find very uh, surprising things about their own body uh, because we are all crooked we, that nobody of us is, is is straight and we all have habits and habits in movement and um, we have dominance in our um, in our um, senses, like you have a dominant left or right eye, or you know you write left or right, or um, and even your smell, even your your nostrils, are have a dominancy. But you, it's also with your foot, with your feet, and people experience this on the pads because it activates our senses. And horses are sensory beings, so it brings us more in line with how they communicate and how they. Uh, move their body and funnily enough um, uh, this is uh, one of my students who uh, and she and her horse um, if you look at it they have similar um, stances and they both like the same pads which was really funny and I find that in pad parties and in pad sessions about 85% of the people 
um, if they prefer a blue pad or a purple pad, it often uh, corresponds with what the horse's preference is. Now, I don't know what this means because there's no scientific uh, uh, research done on that, but it's, it's, um, it, it's noticeable that often riders and horses connect in, in their preferences. Let me see. I'm trying to find the other picture. Yeah, and I've often found, you know, when people go, well, I don't know what pad, I'm like, what pad do you like, right? I'll often uh, ask people that to get them started, unless, of course, it's a nervous, anxious horse, and we know where we Different are. story, yeah. But that, yes. But typically, yeah. in this setting, I'll, I'll ask people what pad they like the best, and very often it is what the horse Absolutely, yeah. And um, it's nice if you do it in a group. Uh, so this is uh, a very, um, 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 very nice stable in um, Lissebroek. And um, they uh, decided to have a pet party. And uh, because it, because sometimes you, when you, as an equestrian, you can sometimes feel, oh, I'm the only one who can't do this. Or um, everybody's just soaring and um, I'm still here working on my sitting trot. And, you know, if you don't share your insecurities or your, your things, you get lonely in thinking that you're the only one. And a pad party is so much fun because it shows us that none of us are straight and none of us, you know, uh, have a hundred percent brilliant proprioception in our bodies. Um, and also, you know, the, the, the togetherness that that brings amongst riders, um, it, it makes it very nice. And I've heard uh, from others uh, who've done the pad parties that the atmosphere on their stables changed. They were more supportive of each other because they understood oh. each other better. And I, again, it's all about communication. And um, that's, uh, so the pads don't only bring uh, welfare to the horses, but definitely to the people as well. You know, it's really interesting that you bring that up because in this picture, the woman is standing on the half physio pad. And yeah. when I was in New Zealand, I had a woman bring her horse to me for a surefoot session. And she had come off her horse two weeks before and she still had headaches. And so oh. I just asked her to stand on the half physio pad and almost immediately her headache went away. And then that day she went home and she slept really deeply like that really restorative sleep twice yeah. once in the afternoon and then again that night and when I saw her two weeks later she was so much better so you know it's fascinating to me and that physiopad is the one that if I have somebody who has had some trauma that's yeah. the one I want them to stand on and my own personal experience when I had surgery two years ago and they had to reattach the glute medius muscle that only yeah. Quarters, uh, one quarter of the tendon was attached. I could not stand on my left leg at all without holding on to something. And so yeah. when I, three weeks later after my surgery, I was washing my pads and I thought, oh, I should try standing on this thing. And I threw it on the floor and I stepped on it and I could stand on my left leg by itself, just the left leg, without holding on for 15 seconds, which wow. when I stepped off the pad, I couldn't do it. I could only do it on the pad. So I don't know what it is about that physiopad. We, we, we're super curious, but the stories that I hear with people and horses with trauma and how yeah. much that pad helps is just, you know, it's all anecdotal, right? It's all yeah. you know, based on the experiences that we have with people, but it's a, it's a really fascinating pad to me. And it's one of it the is. ones that, that about three weeks ago I was invited to uh, come uh, with one of my student riders to a Jeff Saunders clinic it was really interesting and um, one of the riders there um, 
she had a, she started to have a very bad backache and she came to the point that she just wanted to leave early and just you know not do the second day because her her back was so bad and her her horse was also really high strung so it was you know they, they came into the circle of negativity and 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 hopelessness and um i could see from her face that she was near near tears and i felt so sorry for her and um luckily she knew of the pads because somebody had already told him about it. and i said just said um, can I help you with them? You know, it's, there's nothing lost, nothing gained. And can I put your horse on them? And can, put, can, can I put you on them? Um, and thank God she said yes. And she, I think it took about 20 minutes. And then she, her face changed. It went from, you know, like this anxiety and pain and, and trying to keep, it, keep a good spirit, but you could see that she was, she was not doing well to, <sighs> wow. And she finishes. Yeah, she finished the the next day, even with riding, because she she stopped riding. She finished the next day with riding. She went home a completely different person, and the horse was also very relaxed. So it sounds. I know these stories sound like a tell-sell commercial, or um, and I remember when we first put the first movies up, people thought we drugged the horses, or you know, yeah, yeah, um, because they look tranquilized because of their own internal chemicals, right? And yeah, absolutely. The thing we have to realize is we have the ability to produce the chemicals that create relaxation, but we yeah. need a trigger. Yeah. Right? And the surefoot pads serve as a trigger, certainly for horses, and it's certainly seeming like for people, at least in some circumstances, that they're, they're causing the same thing. Now, people, we don't see the same kind of, we see swaying with people, we see breathing, sighing, that kind of thing, but we don't see that really deep eyes closing, looking like they're in another world kind of signs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, when we, put the, when we put the path for the people, I make it as extreme as possible. I just, you know, uh, uh, I would never do that with horses because with horses, you take it easy on the pads and you just ease them into it and they have a say in what it, but, but with people, you can go a little bit more further because we are so out of touch with the feeling in our body that we need big differences to notice a small thing in our body. And it's, um, it's another thing that, you know, really sets us apart from horses, which it shouldn't. Because once people discover that they actually have um, proprioception in their feet and in their joints and uh, that they can understand how their body is without thinking, but feeling, because we've lost feeling, I think, in the West, um, it, it well, we gives them a certain we different can look. And we can lay down. So we can take yeah. ourselves out of gravity. And um, yeah. And I just put this picture up as a mirroring of the, that you sent me. And I think this is a great mirroring, but we can get out of gravity. We can sit down and lay down where horses, they, they'll lay down to, to nap, but that's not their typical stance. Typically they're no. standing. Um, yeah. And I was speaking with Catherine Wyckoff, who's one of our four hosts here in the States, who's actually from Belgium. And we're doing a French translation webinar with Catherine next Friday, the 14th of August, just so you know. Um, but what she was saying is, you know, when you pick up a leg on a horse to do like a leg exercise, they have to actually brace to let you move yeah. that leg. And so while we're freeing up one part of the body, we may also be cre creating some bracing in other parts of the body. But when we yeah. put them on a pad, they're in a standing position where the pad yeah. is giving. So we can create this awareness, but we don't create the bracing that might occur when we're lifting a single leg. I thought yep. that was a really fascinating concept. Yep, yep. And we're discovering so much more because 
there hasn't been a surefoot session or a surefoot party that party where it was the same no it's never the same is it? and that's it i it's mind-boggling it really is and every time i see the horses show me new things or um people tell me new things what they're doing and um, I'm really glad because some of my student riders, they bought the sets because their horses responded so well to them. And now they are holding their own pad parties <laughs> uh, with, with uh, you know, with stable, for their horse, with their horse and their, themselves. They do it on a certain day of the week. So that's their, they call it spa day. <laughs> and um, it also um, brings a very different relationship with your horse because they know not what to look for and the horse is telling them what they need instead of the horse being told um, we're going to trot now, we're going to eat now, you're going to go in the field. Now the horses are always being told what to do yeah. and with, with Surefoot it's the other way around and when horses pick up on that they become really engaged and interested and trusting and it's a whole different ballgame when you then have a relationship with your horse when you work from trust instead yeah. of dominance. You know, I love this picture because you've put this person and the horse on the slants, but what's so fascinating is how well her leg lines up through the yeah. femur and the knee and the lower leg with yeah. the foot in this position. And you can see yeah. that that's also happening with this horse that it, it, it's the horse is starting to line up. That's really interesting. Yeah. And it was, it was quite an accident because I saw, I, I put the horse on the pads and I saw this and, um, and then um, the rider said, um, I have some problems too. And I thought, oh, okay, we'll put you like that. And first I put it in a different position, but then I saw something and I can't always explain. Sometimes it's more intuitive. Mm -hmm. And I saw something and I said, hang on. So I turned him the other way and I was amazed, like, this is how your horse is. You, you are two. <laughs> of you, yeah. you are one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is fascinating, isn't it? We don't realize how much we start to mirror each other. And I don't know which way it goes. I don't know if it's like we unconsciously find a horse that mirrors us. I, that's probably the way it's going is that we don't see it in ourselves. And so we don't see it in the horses and we wind up mirroring. I don't know. It, but it is fascinating. I don't know either. I don't know either. And of course, they have to compensate a little if we're rigid in our left um, uh, joint, in our hip. You know, they become, uh, uh, it, it, something happens to them on, their, on that side. So if you ride long enough together as a horse and a human, um, you know, you're, you're going to fill each other's gaps. Right. All right. So we have some other pictures here. Uh, what file do you want me to go to next? Uh, let me see. Uh, let's go to the case stories. Let's go to alert. Okay. screen share here and alert is the horse's name it's not meant as let's go to alert phase <laughs> <laughs> okay this is alert and he's um uh if i remember correctly uh okay i don't know how to say this in english kvpm and he's a gelding and um uh, alert is so happy to have his owner um because she um she's also developing herself she used she used to be a little bit old school but alert has put her on this part of path of finding new ways because he's very clear in uh in a yes or in a no 
And um, uh, what was interesting is that um, before she, she, before she, uh, he was hers, um, he was castrated, and the castration didn't go that well. It, there was a lot of scar tissue, and um, alert has um, sometimes you could, but you can still see it um, um, a little bit of tension um, in the. Um, uh, in the back, in the lower back, and um, so just uh, I think is there the movie there, or is there, are these the, just the, the? I think it was just these for him. Okay. Just, um, so if I alert can... really started to respond to the pads. Oh, yeah, 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 that is. Okay, let me stop the share and restart the share. Yep. I think the second one is the movie. Yeah, let me just make that big. So this is a simultaneous shot from the back and from the front. And, and I love the fact that you're working in a round pen with no lead on the horse so that he can position himself however he likes. We don't always have yeah. that luxury, but this is really awesome. And it's yeah, so we're very lucky with this uh, uh, accommodation uh, to have that because I always explain it to the people like this. If you were to have a relaxing massage, but you would be tied down, it would not be relaxing. You need to have the, the freedom of your body and your mind um, to, to, to have your own, um, uh, you know, autonomy. Right. Now, clearly you did not start out with four pads and pods on pads, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Um, it's, yeah, it's a pity that the video is a bit uh, chunky. Oh, it's, it's playing fine at mine, but it'll, oh, play, it'll probably play better if people watch the replay of it. Okay, but, good. But again, you didn't start with this. You probably started with one foot and one pad. And, um, Maybe, yes. Right. yes. Uh, this, this was a, a couple of sessions further when Alert was used to the pads. And um, you can see that his hind, he's really like, like a kitty going for milk. <laughs> and he's alternating and shifting weight and putting weight on his um, hind quarters. So I'm just going to scrub this a little bit to make that a little more evident here. Yep. His, his pelvis is to the left and his hip yep. is actually past his foot. And then he swings his pelvis to the right, but it's still uh, like, it looks like the right side's more forward than the left, but he swings right and then goes back to the left. And it's yeah, really interesting to see where his head is in relation to his pelvis. And it's yes. always staying over his right front, which we can see from the front view. Yeah. But this is, yeah. you have like the two cameras and that's how you got the front and the rear at the same time? Yep. That yeah. was a you can see idea. On the right, I'm filming the back and on the left, the owner's filming uh, on the front. So we're doing this uh, in real time simultaneously. Wow, that's really cool. And so, you know, obviously this is several sessions. He's obviously been very comfortable with the pads. Yeah. We then work toward this idea of the pods on top of pads, which you can yeah. see actually when you look at his hind feet that he's in a bit of a toe down position as a result. And so the pad underneath is allowing that toe to sink in with the pod giving support to the back of the foot. He really liked stretching his toes like that. It was, uh, that was really what his preference was. Um, also what I find amazing is you can't see the rib cage rotating. It's really the hindquarters. The rib cage is always in the middle. Yeah, and this is here just at the end here, and I'm just scrubbing it back and forth a little bit, where yep. he flips his weight right and left and right and left. Yep. And you can see it right here if you look at the passions, yep. just how much he's shifting left, right, left, right. That could be a gif. <laughs> 
but really fascinating. And so, and so what are the results? Like what kind of things did the owner notice after doing something like that? Um, he was far more relaxed because alert, he does uh, uh, honor his name. Um, he was, was very alert. Um, he's become more calm. And um, she was, she, she told me about an incident. She, they had a riding lesson and they did a jump and he fell after the jump. And he, he uh, there was something in his shoulder that didn't work well. The vet came and looked um, and, uh, but she said, can you please come with the pads? Because I think it will take away a lot of his um, uh, stress in that area. So we did the pads then. And then it was really weird because I think after about 20 minutes, you could see him letting go of that shoulder, the, the, the pain that was there, he was just letting it go. And then he was going into parasympathetic mode because, um, you know, the, 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 the anxiety of that fall had disappeared. He could let it loose. He could let it go. Well, and so and this I, is the veterinarian that suggested using the surefoot pads for that shoulder. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But I think if, case, uh, if you go to the th uh, third um, slide of alert. Yep. I'll just stop the screen share for a second. I think that's because he, he started to put his hoof so much up. He, he started to look like Michael Jackson. Yeah. I hope that's the slide. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, really interesting that he wanted to uh, have so much lift. Now, the thing is that this doesn't mean that the horse needs to be shod in this manner. And that's one of the things that you have to realize is that with surefoot pads, we're offering the horse an opportunity to experience something so that he can acknowledge it, become aware of it, and make an internal body change. Um, and so we, we're never diagnosing or treating or recommending any kind of uh, shoeing. We're just simply observing that this is something that this horse is finding extremely comfortable at this moment. But what we've seen, and I'm sure Hancho you'd agree, is that you could come back the next session and it could be completely different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so and there, our bodies need to go and experience a certain pattern or a certain feeling in support so that we can let it go. Yeah, and it's it's um, fascinating, isn't it? It is. It's always fun to to have alert and and his owner. There, the sessions with them are always brilliant because they're both so open to just explore and don't get attached to an outcome. I think that's the most important thing when you're doing surefoot. Don't get attached to an outcome. Don't think I want my horse to stand on it for so long or I want him to lift his hind quarters. It's not up to you. It's up to the horse. Don't get attached to an outcome. Yeah, and it's, that's a really good point that you make because like I got an email the other day, what pad should I use for my horse that has X, Y, and Z problem? And that is not is not how we approach it with Surefoot. We approach it with a question of yeah. what would you like? And yes. trusting that the horse knows his own body well enough that if we give him the opportunity to express to us what he wants, he yeah. knows what's best. Um, and yeah. our job is, like you say, I like it to be the butler. <laughs> You know? Yeah, and oftentimes uh, in a session or in, during surefoot pad parties, it's harder to train the people to not have an expectation, to not, because um, uh, sometimes the horse they're so sleepy or they become, you know, with the floppy ears because they're relaxed and people want to go, oh, it's so sweet. And I, it's the same if you would have a really relaxing massage and your, your friend would go, it's nice, isn't it? And you go, ah, <laughs> leave me alone. And they need to experience it themselves. and have their own bubble to experience it in. And um, 
I was well, I once had a session and the horse was a little bit in the beginning he was wary of the pads he's like well, what are you doing and this horse I don't think he had a very nice life with people before he was with the owner he is now and so he's very wary of people what are you doing and what are you bringing to my body so I had some difficulty getting him on the pads to convince him that it's all okay so I took my time with him and the owner said oh uh, I can get the clicker training if you want and we can click him on the pads and <laughs> and I said well that defies the purpose right it, it it's his choice it's not a training it is um, it is an experience and right. it's his experience and not ours. Opportunity to say no. And I think that that's oh, yeah. one of the most important things is horses will say no. They'll say not that foot, but they might say, I would like this foot, right? Yep. So it's our job. And they show it. That, absolutely. That if we go to pick up their leg and they're not lifting it, don't knock them over to get that foot off the ground. Just go to another yep. foot and see if there's another foot. And it may be that day you don't use the pads. I mean, that's the yep. beauty of Surefoot is they get a voice. And I think that that's yep. one of the tenets of Surefoot that. It, um, I really am trying to get across to people, and so are you, that, you know, here's this horse's opportunity to express to us what he would desire. So, yeah, we have another case. So let's go to case number two, which is really interesting, because we used it in riding, and actually a little bit in um, uh, a horse being scared. He was scared of walking over the poles. So this is Chick, and Chick is a lovely mare, and a real mare. <laughs> And she definitely shows you when she is not in the mood for something. Um, and she's a porter horse. And uh, her owner uh, and her are a lovely combination. And um, I'm really happy always to work with them. So Chick had a little problem with poles because poles were scary. And you didn't, don't want to get poles under you because they could attack you. You, could, you didn't know that. So uh, she was building up a lot of tension during the lessons. And... Um, we were planning of uh, the, the owner and uh, was planning on entering an online um, uh, ranch riding um, uh, show. Oh. So uh, it's kind of hard if your horse doesn't want to go over the poles. The horse was already very familiar with the surefoot pads. And um, so we just put her on the pads and put poles around her. So that to show her that, you know, you can relax around poles. It is possible. So you want the and, next Yep. And we really gave her time for that. Learned that Hansha wouldn't have enough bandwidth. So that's, you just, oh, hang on. Yeah. You just have to bear with my getting the screen set up. That's all. <laughs> there we go. So we relaxed her on the poles and then we uh, just gave her enough time to get used to the idea. And then we shoved the poles a little bit closer to her and stopped if she would show signs of anxiety and just gradually gradually we would take the poles closer and all this time she would be in relaxed mode but she was still learning something right and the next day i think that's the, the, the and that's the thing is people often think that we have to sort of stress the horse in or in order to let it down to learn but the more i do surefoot the more i have come to believe that Horses are often stressed and we need yes. to really bring them down into a learning mode by decreasing their anxiety level. Yeah. So this is this the next day. Is the next day. And it was wow. really cool. And you can see the ears and there's no tension and there's just, you know, happy horse. Look at that lovely downward, forward, down movement of the pole, the ears. Yeah, forward. and she's stocked and she's engaged and she's connected. And 
And that was just one session. She knew that she was one pills, but just one session yeah. taking the pads to a place where she yeah. was a little uncertain. Wow. Yes. That's but she was really familiar with the pads uh, under her hoof. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is a cool story, Hansha. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. And I, I'm, I'm so happy that the owner the next day sent me that video. And, and you know, it makes you so happy to, to be able to, you know, uh, help people and their horses just to find connection. And because like you said, the learning environment, it is so important when you look at ourselves, if you are in a stressful learning environment where you don't feel safe, where you don't feel seen, where you don't feel heard, um, you cannot learn, you're in survival modus. And when you are, um, it's, when, it's when it's great when you have um, like um, fourth grade teachers or something that really engage with their students, it's like that, I think, with sure pads. We see the horse and we listen to them and we give them a safe environment and suddenly learning has become fun. And it's not, uh, the poles are fun to go over because you can relax around poles and it's, you, you do it together with your human. And um, I think that's a really important part of Surefoot to create the right environment for your horse. Right. And you know, somebody brought up a point, I'm trying to remember who it was now in one of my webinars, but that you know, now that we're in this, pandemic with COVID, we're all on higher alert, more like the way the horse is all the time. You know, you walk into a store and the first thing you do is, does everyone have a mask on, right? Or are they keeping their spacing? And so suddenly where we kind of switch, used to switch off and just kind of wander in a store and go to the grocery store, you know, buy some milk and walk out. Now we walk in the way a horse is walking into every environment, which is, yeah. am I safe? Who's around yeah. me? Who do I have to worry about? Where's the exit? It, you know, and we're yeah. all doing that now in real time. So we actually get to relate better to our horses by recognizing yeah. this is how they live because this is necessary for their survival. Um, and it's so natural for us to think as prey animals, um, but they are. To, to just say it bluntly, in the wild, they are steaks on four legs. And if you fall or if you, yeah, you get eaten. So that's why I think balance is so important for them um, and a safe environment because they feel like steaks that are, you know, can be grabbed at any time. Right. But, you know, that's the thing with COVID is that we now know we are the prey, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, if so many people want to say, well, you're the predator. Well, actually, you know, if we couldn't make a tool, if we can't defend ourselves against something with the prey and with this virus, we are the yeah. and the concern, yeah. am I going to get sick? If I get sick, how bad am I going to get sick? Am I going to get yeah. somebody else sick because I'm sick? And are you taking care of me by wearing a mask? And so yeah. in this social experiment, actually, this huge social experiment of, you know, do I feel safe around the herd that I'm in? Or yes. does my herd not feel like they're protecting me too? And so what does that mean? And do I have to leave? Um, so. Yeah. You know, it's exactly that. If, if nobody is, is is responding when you address your worries, um, you you become really insecure, and and uh, I think that's happening to the horses as well. Yes, no, I and, think that the, this is our opportunity right now for us to yeah. really understand what horses experience all of the time, because they even when they're in a herd and somebody's sleeping, somebody's watching. You know, you don't just sleep without somebody watching. No, but you have to have a sentinel. <laughs> yeah. And if you're the watcher, you don't get a lot of sleep, right? No. All right. We've got no. another case study here. Yeah. It's, uh, so the third case. 
And this okay. is Ella, and she's a mare of mixed breed. She's a ranch horse. And this is actually my happy place. It's uh, El Rancho de Verano. It's in uh, the east of Holland. I was going to say, is this Holland? Or, yes, Netherlands, it is. Sorry, or the Netherlands? Or is it Holland <laughs> in the Netherlands? <laughs> And uh, this is this is an amazing place with amazing horses, uh, very well, uh, good horse breeders, uh, these people are. And Ella um, uh, uh, works as a ranch horse and she's mixed breed and she has very much anxiety when she's taken from the herd because they have about 180 horses and they live in perfect circumstances because um, they have like a lake and a big field and half of the time the horses are not even in human hands. And so they're very attached to their herds. They, they live in a herd and they, they know the herd. So for them, it's quite weird to be taken out of the herd by humans. It is so and amazing to see this in the Netherlands that you have, <laughs> you know, a, a log cabin bunkhouse and you've got a herd of horses with Western tack. I yeah, and the people are, they do, they do um, pony uh, camps for children and uh, uh, riding sessions for grown-ups. So it's, if you want to have a lovely place, go there. Um, wow. But the horses are also very exceptional. If you go to the next slide, because I took, uh, I always ride Ella when I'm there. I'm lucky enough that they always provide Ella for me. And Ella is my heart horse. I, I trust her blindly. And so wow. I took Ella out of the herd because... In two years' time of doing Surefoot, I never put Ella on the pad. So that felt like, you know, the, the, the children of the, of the plumber, uh, the children of the shoemaker, yeah. they would bare feet, you know. So I took her out of the herd and um, she was very anxious to get back to the herd and she didn't like it at all and uh, was screaming all the way. And then I put her on the pads and that completely disappeared. She was not interested in the herd anymore. She's like... Oh, this is nice. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> and it was, it this took about 10 minutes. And I was, I couldn't make pictures when she was like anxious when I took her out of the herd because she was such a handful. But this is like 10 to 15 minutes later. And she couldn't care less about the herd. And they were still screaming for her. And she's like, oh, guys, <laughs> go on without me. I'm fine. <laughs> I yeah, love this. That's really cool. And I think we have one more picture over here. Oh, a little video. Great. If I can get this up. Yeah, and it's, it's nice to see the, this. I think this is about her face. Yeah. And to see the, the different changes in her face and the facial muscles relaxing. And I'm just going to drop out the sound here. Yeah. Get out of the way. Get the really nice deep. And she checks in, doesn't she? She checks in with yeah. the hood. Yeah. And then we get back to the, the really yeah. deep eye and just checks in with the person. But you know, I, and you've zoomed in on it, but I'm gonna scrub this a little bit just so people can see the really soft ear, the neck lowering, right? Yeah. The little ears checking internal, just like that, right? Yeah. The deep eye blink, right? And then something takes her out of that a little bit. She turns her head. Yeah. Right, but well, the, the herd was screaming in the background for her, so that's why she's going. They're like, oh, "Are they still calling me?" Right. <laughs> oh, but I don't mind. I'm like going to go back and soft and the really deep eye blinks. And this is so typical of what we see with horses on surefoot pads: is these really deep eye blinks, lots of muzzle wiggles. Yeah. Yep. Lots of little lip wiggles, and I'll just play it in real time again. So I find that when I scrub it like that it helps people tune their eye to the different things that we're picking up on, right? Yeah. 
but there's our de-bible, yeah. and that's a really long de-bibling right there. So they've actually been proving that de-bibling's and eye-blinks in general are related with uh, relaxation, better than cortisol levels, better than HVR, better than heart rate, that they've found that eye-blinks are a really good indicator of um, relaxation. Yeah, she was definitely in a good place. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and the, the fourth case is Zane, and Zane is a, is a sure fuck addict. <laughs> Zane is very they smart. Get that way, don't they? they get to the point where, you know, they see the pads and they drag their riders or their owners over to the pad. Yep, that's Zane. <laughs> so we were doing this horse in the front, Olino, and Olino um, is a gelding, also a KVPNR, I don't know how to say that in English. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, um, Olino is one of the sweetest horses you'll ever meet. He's so blind in one eye. Right back here. Yeah, the, the white horse. Yeah. Is Olino. And, uh, oh, Zane is the one in the back. Yeah. So we were doing uh, Olino because uh, he had some, he's, a, he's, a, he's an old guy. So he had some uh, joint issues and he was, you know, sometimes a little bit, um, um, you know, not moving very well. So we did a session with him and Zane was not supposed to be there because it was a private session. And Zane and his rider came in into the arena and Zane saw the pads. And Zane has been a demo horse when we were um, training the practitioners for the Schurhof, uh in the Netherlands. And um, his owner is really great with him. And so he's just addicted to pads. And when he sees pads, he won't move anymore. So he was just looking really at me, just like, it was like I was, you know, uh, having Come an affair. Come here. Yeah. We're putting pads on their other horses and not on their meat. And he wouldn't move. And it was hilarious. And his owner was, you know, urging him on. We're, we're supposed to go training because I think they had an online show. And um, But he wouldn't move. So I thought, well, okay, we just join into the party. The more the merrier. So I put uh, the pads under him. And it became a joint, uh, a shared session. Um, but Zane is hilarious. And if you go to the next slide. And it's, it's, the horses are so smart. So I offer, the same is very typical in what he wants. He gets angry if you get it wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, I'm the butler here for a very high, strong, uh, demanding uh, <laughs> uh, horse. And um, he is very fond of the softer pads. And, but I always, you know, I don't assume and I, I don't get attached to an outcome. So I always offer him first the orange pads, just because maybe it could be another day. Maybe he could like that. And he always gets angry with me like, woman, don't you know now? I want, I want the purple or the blue. And then I give it to them. And he's just, okay, I'm fine. And it's, you could see his owner, she's holding a can of drink because she thought, you know, I might as well sit here. Because <laughs> as long as the pads are here, we're not going to do any riding. Oh, and then we have another picture of him here, right? Is that a video? Yeah. So, oh, we got a couple more. Yep. Uh, all right. Let me know if this came up with just the feet. Is that what you're seeing? Mm, yeah. No. Yeah, I have to. So the problem with Zoom with screen share is sometimes it doesn't move with you when you change a picture. Mm. That's not the one. Let me just get some of the stuff out of here. Okay. All right, are you seeing just his feet there on the pads? Nope, okay. nope, now, now I am, yes. Okay, got it. There we go. Yeah, so he really does like the softer ones, doesn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah, he's very much into that and he sways and he licks and chews and uh, um, and it, it's fun because as the owner is also very familiar with the surefoot pads, um, uh, she knows exactly what he wants and when he wants it. And the other day um, he had um, some tendon problems in his left hind leg and um, she, she had to cool it down with water and he wouldn't stand still for it. And for it, this is how much he likes pad for his birthday, his owner bought the, the, the physio pad for his birthday because he likes it so much. So if you go to the next slide, look how inventive the two of them got by addressing the problem and solving it with the surefoot pad. Let's see, I'm just going to reshare it. So he wouldn't stand still without uh, uh, just to cool his leg off. Oh, come on, so go. she thought, you know what? I'm going to put the surefoot pad under it. Oh, wow. are you saying that? Did I get the this one? This one. Wow. Yes. How smart is that? So, you know, it's really cool to see how people and horses are so inventive. Right. And he, he would stand still and his, his, his hind leg could be cooled off. Wow, very cool. And that pad, because it's so stable, it's not going to cause any instability that might irritate or cause a problem with the tendon, but give him enough yep. comfort so that he can stand yep. on it. That's why, I, again, I love this pad. Um, and it's the one that, you know, so it is so versatile. And it has two different surfaces. It's got the inch of hard and a half inch of medium. So you can always flip it over if you need a softer surface. We have a lot of barefoot trimmers and farriers now using this pad. I had a farrier... He's had his pad for, oh, three years now. And he called me up just to tell me how many horses that he can work on that he would not be able to do without his physio pad. Yeah. That was really yeah. So, but this is really fascinating that, that you know, how she stuck the hose into the, 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 the leg protector. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah he's just happy as a clam. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's really fascinating. All right. So next um, uh, cases are about various signals and uh, signals and cues. Because for me, why I put people on the paths first is that uh, we we're both mammals, horses and humans, and when we go into relaxation or into stress, uh, unbalanced or balanced, we have the same mimic in our face and the same reactions. Or and often we are not aware that they are. And um, I can I think if we start with movie one. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, sorry. Uh, movie one. Ah, movie one. I'm so glad you're doing this. I would be hopeless at this. It's okay. That's my job, right? Are you seeing the, the movie? I haven't played it yet. Not yet. Are you seeing the pony? Nope. Okay. So then I have to see. That's why I have to always stop and restart screen share because yeah. it doesn't follow well. But that's okay. No problem. Yeah. Got it and now. Become aware of the signals that they're giving they can often see because most people know the big signals of horses like the ears flat or you know if they're um, uh, rearing up or, or kicking out we know the big signals but this it's the small signals and sometimes hardly visible signals um, that are the most interesting because they give you the most information about the horse so now I we can't see the other hind foot because of the tail yes so um, this is Vanity, and uh, Vanity is a Dutch mini horse, and she's using one blue pad because she's small enough to just use one pad, which is fortunate for her owner. <laughs> Very cheap horse. Uh, <laughs> and um, so Vanity likes to wiggle her butt. 
she, I, we think in a former life she was a bossa nova dancer somewhere. And uh, she is definitely a diva and a little princess. And so she likes to rock her butt, and especially with her right foot on a purple pod. Wow. And it's so interesting because you can see how much her rib cage is over to the left. In fact, when you look down her spine, because her shoe's so short, we really get a great perspective of her body here. Yeah. And then how she uses her head and neck to swing yes. her butt over to the right. And then yeah. as she moves her head left, her butt goes way left. So I'm going to do that one more time. I'm just going to slowly scrub it. And you can see when her head goes left, her butt goes right, but not nearly as much. Yeah. I guess she's resting that right hind, but wow. And the funny thing is she didn't want to alternate. So she didn't want the, the pod under the left foot, which was interesting. Well, and you know, it's so interesting because when you do like a psoas release, you have to support the leg up and underneath the body. But I, you know, with my horse, I've been stacking pads. So I put his foot on the pad, then I'm not trying to hold the leg and he's still getting the release, but he can actually wait there through the toe if he needs to. Very much like yeah. what this horse here is doing. So, you know, there's that difference again between having the leg suspended or having the leg supported. Yeah. And what was what was also very interesting is if, if you would pick her hind hoof up to, to pick the hoof or something, she would do it like a doggy peeing instead oh, of just yeah. lifting it up like that. And it was worse on her uh, right hind. And when we started working with the pads, now she can just lift it up. She's, she's not doing this anymore, but she's doing she's doing this. Wow, so <laughs> so she's that's actually bending her joints rotating her whole spine and pelvis. Yeah. And it, to me, it looked like she didn't know she could do this as well. She was only, you know, I think because she's very small and when you pick up her hoof, uh, I think people were tending to put it outwards instead of upwards. So that's how she was taught that if my hoof picks up, I have to do this. Yeah, like bringing her elbow out. Yeah, but it's her back leg. Yeah, yeah. So okay. after, after a few sure foot sessions, she's really nice picking up her uh, biomechanically. Things, you know, using surefoot to improve the ability of the horse to pick up. It's amazing how many horses struggle to pick up their hind legs or have tension when they pick up their back legs. And you can feel it the first time they'll jerk their leg or they'll push it or pull it. But after a couple of times standing on pads, they, they, the legs soften so dramatically. Oh, wow. This yeah, is a picture. I have one like this from a horse that I worked with. This is cool. It really is. And um, uh, this is Kira, and um, this is an eventing horse. And um, she had one surefoot session. This is her first surefoot session. And she was a very high strung horse, uh, would get a lot of anxiety. And she would always have that, lit, I call it the mare. <laughs> yeah. <perfect. laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> and for the first time on the surefoot pad, she would really let that go. And her, not so much in her body, but what happened in her face during that session was really amazing. Muscle, face muscles starting to relax, lower lip, just, you know, relaxed and floppy. And it was very nice to see her and her owner was amazed. Didn't even know that she could reach that state. So that was a nice thing for that horse to, to go there. Well, and you know, I, I had another horse. He was a, he was a rather sullen horse that had this same, um, and, you know, I've looked up all the muscles in the horse's face to try and figure out what this is exactly. But I, my conclusion is they're kind of like sucking in their lips, like sucking a lemon. Right? Yeah. And so this yeah. is all just kind of sucked in. But here what we see is that we've lost this hard line because of all this softening that smoothed it all out. Um, yeah. 
So, wow, that's really, really fast. I tried it with my wrinkles and standing on the pads, but it didn't work. They're still oh. here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Could have so ventured a little, a little market there. <laughs> looks like. Let me just get. Um, so the next one I think is Luna. Luna is a Frisian horse, lovely Frisian horse, very well loved by her family. And Luna, um, her name is so right for her because she's always a little bit spaced out and she's like, I live on the moon, not among you. <laughs> and um, she loves the pods very much. And you could see what a big release in yawning and it was so sweet. And yeah. Unfortunately, we and don't have a video when when Luna was on the pads with her hind feet, because when we put her on the pads with the hind feet, she was so amazed that she had hind feet. She kept looking at them. She kept looking back like, are those mine? I have hind feet. She was so amazed. And when she got off, she was exploring her hind quarters like, I have hind feet. <laughs> it was so sweet. You know, that's really fascinating. And and there are times, and I don't know about Luna, but there are times when horses are really fussy about a pad under their front feet. They paw at it, they try to bite it, different things. And while I do recommend that people start in front from safety, those kind of horses really benefit from going to the back feet. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the question is, and I have, I have no way to prove this, but my thought is that they don't feel their back end to stabilize. So you're taking yeah. away the foot that they need to stabilize, a front foot. But if we use the pads behind first, then they can connect into their hind legs for stability so that later we can do the front feet. I think you're absolutely right because when you look at the build of Frisian horses, they're often more hair than in the back. And I've noticed when I do pads with Frisian horses that they have more uh, reaction when you put the pads in their back, uh, in, in, the, in the hind feet. They're, they're more surprised and they're more uh, aware that something has changed there. I, I think because it's the stance because they are up front. Not sure, didn't do any research, but that's just my observation. Well, that's what we do. And so this is kind of, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> so this is Gold Fever, uh, another Surefoot addict. <laughs> and he was also used in the, uh, as, de as a demo horse for the practitioner's training in February. And Gold Fever just loves pants. So he thinks everything is a pad now. <laughs> so he stands on everything. And when his owner is changing into her riding boots and she has her, uh, her sneakers uh, right next to her, he goes and stands on her sneakers. Because oh. <laughs> he things under your hoof are nice. That's well, basically so interesting because he's, I have had other horses where they start making associations. There was a, a Mustang and he was very difficult to approach. He had been a stallion for many years. He was at least eight or 10 years old. Um, but once he figured out the, the physio pad, he would go to anything orange and let down. He'd go to an orange cone, he'd go to, it, but he associated, and do they see color the way we do? Well, I don't know, but do, can they differentiate colors? Yes, and he had definitely differentiated. Yeah. Orange is relaxation, and he would seek out orange things. Yep, I, I've had horses take pads from the bag. There's an Appaloosa I work with, Surprise. Um, he's also a Surefoot pro, and um, he likes yellow slants, and he just walks up to black and just gets them out with his teeth, like these, please. So, wow. <laughs> And every single time. So it's not just one coincidence. Right, right. That's kind of the, his reaction all the time. So this is, this, is this the pony? No, this is somebody else. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is uh, Hidalgo. 
and Hidalgo um, uh, is a, gri uh, a griono and um, he's a gelding and he's had a pretty rough life this little fellow because he's from Italy and um, you can see in his body that he wasn't treated very nicely because there's a lot of scar tissue and thank god he's with the nicest person you can ever imagine now and um she's done miracle work with him but he still can be very um high strung about his environment he he will keep everything into watch because he does he, he he's um he's the guard you know right. and he he can't let go and it was so sweet because when we put him on the pads he was like, oh, this is nice, but I still have to watch. But it's nice, but I still have to watch. So he's going in and out of it. And um, finally, we gave him a pod on a purple pad. The purple pads are, uh, are softer. And he started swaying and letting go. And it was so sweet to watch. I think for the first time in his life, he actually thought, you know, you can relax around humans and you don't, oh, I, my job in life is not always to watch everything around me. I can let go. And um, so I call this the iPod stand stats. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, uh, that horse was so deserving of the, of, of the pads. I, I, I really so happy. And this, his owner saw such a significant difference that she bought the pads too, because it's just so good for him. Well, and that's the thing is it's, it's one thing to have you come and show them, but it's another thing for them to be doing this with their horse on a regular basis yeah. to keep that relationship yeah. going. And, and you've been very busy over there in Holland. During the pandemic, you've actually been able to keep working because, we're, because moving the horses is essential because of the living yeah. environment that they have. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is essential care, taking care of horses to, to give them movement and to keep them well-being. So we're very fortunate that we didn't have a lockdown like many other European uh, places, because I think in Germany and France and Belgium, of course, also Spain, you weren't even allowed to ride a horse. Uh, and some people weren't even allowed to go to their horses at the stables. Um, so we were fortunate enough. And another really crazy thing happened um, because people couldn't go to shows. Shows were being held online um, because um, I thought at the moment when the pandem pandemic hit, I'm I thought, oh, God, I have to find another job because people are canceling, are going to cancel their riding lessons. But actually, the opposite happened because people were competing in online uh, dressage or, uh, and Western riding things. And for the first time, they saw themselves ride because they had to videotape it. And they were horrified about their seats and their posture because they didn't, you know how it is, you think you're doing something. And so, you know, it, it's just been one surge of, of, of bookings for a seat and posture and for uh, relaxation because I also think people were themselves very stressful about uh, the COVID and the lockdown and the uncertain future and what was happening because uh, it's unprecedented and they brought that tension to their horses yeah. so they were riding more because they had more time people were working from home or um and but they were also bringing more stress to the horses so it was it was it was weird to see what was going on so people started riding better because they took more lessons um but also they were finding out that they were causing their horses uh, stress and that's a big um uh, eye-opener for a lot of people you know, there's, in the end, I think, yes, there are some really awful things that are happening during this pandemic, but there are also going to be some amazing things that come out of it. And, the, you know, here we shut down, we don't have ver uh, online shows. I mean, they shut, they didn't figure that out in this country the way they did in Holland. Um, so, 
but there's a lot of people that ranch online uh, thing you you have them in in uh, america it's a ranch online they, they do ranch riding yeah, it's only it. a small segment of the of the whole I yeah. mean, there's a lot of a lot of competitions here like all the hunters and stuff but but my point being that a lot of people because they weren't showing were able to give the horses the care and the time off that they needed to recover you know because they're yeah. on such a busy schedule so there's there's a lot of really positive things as well as some things that aren't so positive but i think in the end we're gonna yeah. Um, we'll have learned new skills because we've been forced into it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. who's this? Uh, this is Blaze, and Blaze is a very nice mare, and she is owned by one of my um, uh, colleagues, instructor, and um, he was very skeptical about the pads, and um, which I love. When people are skeptical, I love it. Just bring it on, because the horses will show them. Yikes. And um, so he wanted to let the osteopath come for his horse because when he was riding outside, he noticed that she was, you know, a little bit uh, going to the left. So he wanted to get an osteopath. So I said, you know, try the pads. And he's like, hmm. And we were doing a, a pad session with some other people. And I said, bring your horse, you know, just try it. And his horse got it immediately. So this was the first time and she's immediately triple stacking, as you can see. Yeah. she just loved it she was completely into it and i felt confident enough with her that she could do this and Again, um, resting that toe so she can be letting go all the way up through the low yeah. back so as pelvis yeah huge yeah and this was within with the, the, the completely letting go that that was within minutes and he was amazed he just stood there with his mouth open and looked at his horse because he's a really good horseman he knows horses what horses don't lie you can't bribe them we can't say give you a carrot and pretend you're you're relaxed his mouth he, he dropped his jaw and i said and he was amazed and so i did the other hooves and um i said well the proof of the uh, the proof of the pudding is in eating so let me know tomorrow when you've ridden her what you find so he calls me and he says you made me a believer because <laughs> his horse was straight he said, I don't need to call the osteopath anymore. And, and she felt fine. And he's a really good rider. Um, I love to see him ride because he's one of those natural riders. Yeah. I'm so jealous of them. Um, and the way they were moving together and the horse was happy. And it was just poetry emotion together again. And now he's actually, and I'm really grateful for that. He's actually telling other people that uh, other people, uh, other clients of his, um, if there's something wrong with the horse, go and first of all check the vet but if you know if there's something out of balance or something else go and book a pad session because it might help your horse and i'm so it's really i find it a big compliment that a horse person like that just instantly recognized it well it's huge and you know again the horses don't lie and and you didn't convince him his horse convinced him and yeah, that's exactly. really what it's about. It's not about us telling you that this is going to work for your horse. It's about you and your horse experiencing something and you recognizing the difference in your yeah. horse. And that's I'm just it. a yeah. yeah. We're just the facilitators of that process. We just provide, you know, the information and the education of how to use the pad so that we make good choices, the best choices for these horses because of the training to be a surefoot practitioner. But, you know, you, you, anyone can purchase some pads and work with their horse and follow the directions that are on the DVD that we're going to have. We have it in Dutch. We have it in, in German. We have it in English and we're moving into some other languages. But that's the thing is that, that you know, it, the horses show us what's really going on. And that's yeah. what I love the best about it. Yeah. 
Do we have time for one more movie? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, what movie? Let's go to Clara because this is this is I love this movie. No, wait, Clara. Okay, Clara, got it. Yeah, no, this is the. <laughs> you know, I can go all day on this stuff. Send it to you when this happens. The horses. Are, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So this is Clara, and she's a gypsy vanity, uh, vanity horse, a tinker, we call it in, uh, in, in Europe. It's not vanner, not vanity. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. She could be vanity. <laughs> she's entitled to. Um, and look what happens when Clara starts exploring her body. She's like she's having a holiday in her body, going places she's never gone before, and she starts breakdancing. It is so fascinating. And again, you don't start with four pads. You start with one pad and one foot. Oh, yes. And, this, is not, no, this is not immediately a four pads. Absolutely not. Right. And um, it's, it's, yeah, it's so interesting to see how they experiment with the weight shifting. So I'll just do that again because you can see how, how clearly she is in a very relaxed state, the neck low, and you see her shifting her weight. Experiment where her head is, but yep, she's just experimenting with loading and unloading her different feet and finding yep. movement patterns. And yep. that's, that's interesting because there's a little jerk in the shoulder right there. You see it? Yeah, there's a little jerk. And I find also the tail swoosh at the end very interesting. Well, if we talk about Sharon Wilsey's work, which what's really yeah. fun is I might use some of your videos in my next... Uh, um, oh, please do, yeah. Yeah, because showing Sharon these videos and then she interprets it from horse speak and she always sees stuff that we've missed and, and puts in her horse speak pieces, which is just yeah. super fascinating. Um, I think horse should be mandatory. If you own a horse, you should... If, if you want to own a horse, you should first do horse speak with Sharon. It's, it's, it's really it's mind-blowing. Yep. Yeah, she's got a book and it's translated into a number of languages now. So it's for speak and I think it's in Dutch. I know it's in German. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just a great read. Um, we is. do have one more video here. Ruby, do we want to see Ruby? Yes, uh, Ruby. And just... Ruby is a really sweet horse and she's always very compliant and very willing to work. And we didn't plan a surefoot session. We had actually a seat and posture les lesson because her rider um, had some problems in her ankle and she couldn't ride without pain. And because of, because of the pain, she was giving off stress signals to Ruby. So Ruby was really worried when her owner was riding her because she felt there was stress. Um, so we started about, I think about a year ago, uh, working in, in seats and posture. But then one day I, I came to the barn and we, she had saddled Ruby up and we walked to the arena and we both sort of noticed that Ruby wasn't quite herself. She was not engaged with us. And I said hi to Ruby about three times. She didn't say hi back, which is nothing for Ruby uh, to, to be. So we were a bit worried about her. She seemed dull and, and inward. So. I said to the owner, I have my pads with me. Um, shall we just see what happens? Because she doesn't seem very lively or herself. So the owner was up for it. And um, we put uh, Ruby on the pads. Again, this is a video that's taken a little bit later. It's not the first, she's not uh, on, on, on multiple pads at the first time. But Ruby sort of had, I don't know what happened, but she went berserk on the pads. She just moved and, um, 
you know, rotated and threw away her tension. And it was like, there was a lot of buildup tension that somehow she couldn't release, but once she was on the pad, she could. And well, it was brilliant. Huge amount of rotation in the rib cage here. And yes, she's got that hind leg cock, but she really comes over quite far. And what, again, to point out that she, we can see where her head is because of her ears yeah. and the plane of her face. So she's got this hind leg cocked, but she's countering with that 40 pound head to balance yeah. herself in order to do this, right? And then we see that she starts to really straight up. And look, it was fascinating because watch how the saddle actually comes into line with her head, not her head in line with the saddle. Right here, the saddle comes back and comes into line with her head. Whereas here, there's a huge difference. And yeah. okay, I have to ask you, what's going on in the background there? Who is that checking out the bag? Uh, who's right that checking there. out the bag? Is that? Oh, that's my coat. Oh, that's your coat. It looked like a cow. That's better. That makes me feel better. It's, it's like, like a oh, in the checking out the bag. It's just, it looked like it had ears. But look at how she brings that rib cage back into alignment. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and the next day Ruby was, oh, after the, I got a video from the owner after uh, uh, the pads and Ruby was stretched out in the paddock, fast asleep on the floor, snoring. You could go. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, clearly that she needed that relaxation and she wasn't okay and after the patch just let it go and the next day they were fine to ride and it was a brilliant ride and so i'm, I'm happy i had the pads with me so this is piney <laughs> and um there's not we're a specific our pads. Yeah, this is a beautiful shot it's just a really nice shot of all the different pads that's why i put it in Yep, yeah, we've got that and orange card. Owned by uh, Sophie, which is uh, a surefoot practitioner, a uh, hoof one. And um, I love the way that Sophie is experimenting with her horses. And um, Sophie, um, I'm lucky enough that she helps me with the pad parties. Uh, so we do that together. And, um, it's, uh, you know, she sends me these beautiful pictures. And it's, it's, it's great to see how she interacts with her horses and uses them. And she's 24, so she's young, but I think- So who's you know, on your team? I know you have a team of people right now working with Surefoot in, in the Netherlands. Who's on your team? Um, well, we, we did a, a practitioner's training in February. Um, uh, oh God, you put me on the spot there. Now I have to move <laughs> my name is out of my head. Um, Sophie, of course. Um, Astrid Bart um, uh, is, is, is uh, she also, I don't know how you say that in English, uh, where the foals grow up. She has for uh, stallion foals. Okay. You know, and, um, she, um, she does amazing things with horses as well. And she was very happy to put uh, uh, sure to uh, her tools as well. Uses them very good. Um, oh God, I'm forgetting people. You put me on the spot. Well, fortunately, <laughs> everybody listed on the Surefoot yeah, on YouTube, uh, com. So you can always- Emma Janssen, also very good. <laughs> Surefootequine.com, and you go under practitioners and you can go to the Netherlands and you can see all the practitioners that are uh, qualified, uh, authorized to use Surefoot in their practice. Um, yep. And so, and so if they wanted to reach out to you for a Surefoot Pad Party, how do they do that? Um, 
well, you can go to my website, mindbodyhorse.nl, and it's in Dutch, uh, but you can also find me on Facebook, which is Hansje, H-A-N-S-J-E-M-B-H, which is Mind Body Horse. Um, and there you can send me a message and um, um, we can do and private sessions, shared sessions or path parties. And, it's and I come in, um, I, I travel throughout Holland and through Belgium. And it's surefoot pad parties, pad party. Uh, uh, NL. I'm pretty sure that's what it is on Facebook. Yeah, otherwise we'll correct it later. Yep. So, <laughs> so it's really exciting to see what's happening in the Netherlands. We've got a great team. We have some other people that have actually taken trainings with me back in 2017. And um, so there are other people that are also using pads in their practice, but the Surefoot practitioners yep. are trained to be able to work with the, uh, with the public. Two hoof can do the pad parties. Hancha's a three hoof. She can do clinics for the public. So if you want to get a group together and have a Surefoot clinic, please contact Hancha. Again, you can find her at surefootequine.com or you can find her on Facebook at Hancha MBH. And of course, you can always contact us through the Surefoot Equine website. So, yeah. Hanja, this is on the 26th, aren't we? On the 26th of August, we're doing a thing with we're Mireille. Doing thing? You're doing a thing. Yes. <laughs> and I think, are we live streaming you in? I think I think we are going to bring me in. That's a talk to Academy with Mireille DeHood. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a Surefoot demo. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. I will be able to zoom in and be present. Yeah. That. And that's August 20... 26th. 26. Great. Yeah. And, you know, this has been fabulous to see all the case studies that you've presented to us and how much is going on in the Netherlands. And I know that you've had another couple of other big names that you've been talking to, but we'll keep that under wraps for now. And then uh, just stay tuned for all the exciting things that are happening with Surefoot in the Netherlands. Absolutely. And well, thank you for putting us all on this amazing journey. It's thanks to you and your discovery. Um, you know, that horses and people are becoming happy and, and balanced and basically just finding a new way to be with horses. Thank you, know, you for that. It's so, it's so rewarding for me to like have this Zoom meeting and see what you're doing with Surefoot and how many horses you're helping and that we have practitioners all around the world now and we have more and more interest and it's, it's you know, changing the world one hoof at a time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so, thank you. Thank you, Hancha. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Just remember, you can find this webinar and all the others at the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel. If you subscribe there, you'll get a notice every time we put up another video. Tomorrow, we're going to have a dentist. Um, and I'm so excited because so many of these webinars have talked about teeth and the importance of teeth. And so we're going to do Dentistry 101 and uh, just get you on the basics so that we have a body of knowledge that we can work from as we expand out those ideas. So thank you everybody for joining us um, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you everyone. Bye. Bye Wendy. Bye. Bye.